what is the roof? Like, did it drip? Did something fall on you? I'm in the basement. I'm in the basement of, of Pam's mother's house. Oh my god, wait. This is something we need to do with more white men. Send them into a basement in Canada. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've been in a basement in Canada for a while, but good news is uh, we finally have a, have a date for Pam's uh, interview. Ooh, is that true? That's very exciting. It's very true. Wow. Breaking news here on the Good Friends podcast. Good breaking news. Just yeah. in time to watch the Empire collapse with a good seat. <laughs> exactly. Perfect timing, girl. Exactly. Come on over. Come on yeah. over, baby. That's exciting. But it's good because, you know, I got an out. If yeah, you're, like, really lucky. I mean, I, I'm really lucky, too. I have an out as well, which is, like, great. So um, right. I'll be coming with you guys. And hopefully you're out. Hopefully your outcomes, but you have to come back in ten years to run for president. That is true. Ugh, you're so right. This 2020 campaign is really difficult, but it's what I love. It's what I believe in, and I feel ready for it. <laughs> 2020 campaign. Okay, first of all, you need to be 35. To run I'll for lie. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say oh, I'm 55. Okay. 55. And my and my campaign is going to be the world's first slutty president, and it's going to be me in Catholic boy shorts on all fours. World's first slutty on all fours. That's going to be my first poster, and then the second one is going to be me doing that Lil Kim like squat with the legs open. And it's going to yeah. be with me with a magnifying glass like on like the crotch of my shorts, and it's going to be say, "Can you see me now? Is your vision twenty twenty? Because that's the year. That's the yeah, election year." I like that. And when people right. ask me how old I am, I'm putting both okay. my hands up and saying, 55. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do that. I mean, you just really, all you need is like a, like a social security, like a fake social security. 100%. Number. 69, 69, 69, 69. <laughs> right. That's going to be my social security number. And when, and when during the debate, Leslie Stahl or whoever is like, is this a real social security number, I'm just going to, like, bite my index finger and go, whoops, is it? <laughs> like, whoops. I leave all of my policy questions to my vice presidential pick, Rihanna. I feel like you would need to put, like, a lisp on or something. Like, a lisp. Like, something, like, something very egregious. Totally. The time hath come. I'm going to leave my... <laughs> Or like a slur or something. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. The time has come for a real president that you have a crush on. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a crush on the president, vote me. Ladies and gentlemen, America will be great again, again. <laughs> Rod Baston Mayor and Rihanna, 2020. <laughs> well... Do I have do I have That's your vote? That's gonna be exciting for you to get the yeah. Dude. Hell yeah! I would vote for you. That's gonna be exciting to have Rihanna on your. Uh, I on know. Your I'm really excited about it. I just kind of feel like there's gonna be a really great balance of like really um, you know, inquisitive policy both abroad and domestic, and also a real sense that the party never stops. That's what I want the vibe of my presidency to be. Yeah. Where it's gonna be like we need to be very serious about who we present America as abroad and at home, and we also need to get lit, bitch! That's going to be my whole vibe. Right. Do we love that? Well, 
She is hot garbage. Do- is she still hot garbage in your opinion? She, I mean, I know. Well, hot garbage meaning what? Like beautiful trash or like bad, know. like as an insult? No, 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 like beautiful trash. I don't know what your emotions were after the, uh, like there was like that stretch run at like maybe 2014 where she came up with that, like uh, that poet up. Yeah, poet up, poet And it was like, whoa, she's naked That's going to be my campaign Crazy. song. So during the debates when they're like, and now we're going to pivot over to a question to President-elect Rod, like, what would you do about Syria? And I'm going to say, um, Leslie, I'd do this. Snaps fingers, pour it up, comes on, and I get on the pedestal and just start, like, gyrating. Like, ah, ah, all I fear are thines. All I fear are dollar thines. Right. And she's going to be like, nice, okay. Our next question is about national security. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, really all that needs to be done is you just need to keep capture America's hearts. You don't really need to. It's sense. true. So I think during the election, I'm going to be like, a vi- like, I'm going to be like a very slutty president who needs the help of the people. And then when I become president, I'm just going to be an angry slut. It's gonna it, it's gonna what? be <laughs> it's gonna be like a switcheroo. You know how Trump is sort of like for the people, but then like the minute he's sworn in is gonna become like not only a global nightmare, but just like a capitalist puppet. I'm gonna sort of do that by being yeah. like by like being like America, like I wanna be your president and I need your help. Like, please. And then dur- right after please. I lift my hand from the Bible from being sworn in, I'm just gonna like hop, I'm just gonna like spread my legs open and start Puss padding and just going. Uh, uh. I'm gonna grab the mic from like Aretha Franklin or whoever does the national anthem. I'm gonna be like, "Sorry, fucker. Yes, I'm a slut, and I don't even care. I'm your new president." <laughs> so, oh. thoughts? <laughs> Can you imagine that inauguration? I mean, I can tell that wasn't the first time you've thought of that. Oh, my God. Obviously not. What do you think I think of every <laughs> night as I go to sleep? I go, good night, room. Good night, plan. I would be a slutty I'd president. I'd be one slutty president. Wink. Goes to sleep. And then I wake up in the morning like, oh, what slutty presidential dreams. What a night. And then I get started on my day. <laughs> and all my dreams are literally me just like, oh, damn, just like gyrating in the Oval Office. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of crazy. It is what it is. We need a slutty president. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And every, um, like, all my State of the Unions are me in a different wig. Honestly, like, who am I to judge, you know? Who are you to judge? You can go to Canada. <laughs> you, you can escape my rule. <laughs> I kind of want to, but... But you also want to watch. I know. You're also going to be in the cabinet. Yeah, I want to watch it. You, you and Pam are going to be. What, what, what would my ca- what, what would my cabinet position be? Yeah, my, me and Pam. You and Pam. Pam would be attorney general because I just see her in the situation room like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I think she has the temperament of an attorney general. And I think you would be my secretary of state so that you guys could like travel abroad together, which would be like cute. And every time I introduced her, I'd go, and now my secretary of state, Jack Dale. Jack. <laughs> I'd give you a, a slight, good. slight fancy title, slight fancy name. New yeah. name to reflect my my uh, yeah, my 
position. Yeah, your new position of power. And then what are the others? Who would be my educational board? I feel like it would be um, the corpse of Elizabeth Taylor, <laughs> my, my, my head of education. Whoa. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and now a speech from our head of education, Oscar winner Elizabeth Taylor. And then it's just a decomposing corpse live stream for 40 minutes. And then it cuts back to me a little too zoomed in, like, thanks for watching. Like, basically, I just wanted to feel like a hostage situation, but a slutty one. I mean, if you if you if you figured out how to reanimate her corpse, that might be. Uh, uh, that's gonna know, be where that all yeah. That's gonna be where all the money from my first term goes into reanimating Elizabeth Taylor's corpse, and then after my reelection, I'll get started on some other stuff. Uh, okay, I, I mean, I, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with it, you. It's not gonna that. be a bad situation. No, it's, gonna, it's not gonna be a great one, but it's not gonna be bad. Hmm. I'm excited to be president. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so your main platform is reanimating <laughs> re the deceased, rotted corpse of Elizabeth Taylor and having her serve as your secretary of education. <laughs> is it a roundabout argument? Yes. I'm essentially asking the people to vote for me based on the platform of who is going to be in my cabinet. Like, excuse me, America, right. have you ever seen a reanimated <laughs> corpse in a cabinet before? Didn't think so. It's time for change. Vote for me. <laughs> the stock the stock market tumbles uh. the day after the election. <laughs> C-SPAN is just a grotesque. It looks like a horror movie. It's just constant zoom-ins of a corpse on C-SPAN. Oh man! Did you see the re the reports that say Trump only gets like <clears throat> two briefings a day, and usually like the president gets hit up like forty eight times? I a heard day he doesn't even like go briefings. to those briefings. I heard Pence is getting all of those briefings. <laughs> uh, he's really? giving me the he's giving me the blueprint of my presidency, frankly. Yeah, exactly. Which is like talk to Rihanna. You'd be the guy not going to the briefings, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dr. I don't have time. Yeah, they're like, Mr. President, Mr. President. I'm like, I'm dragging, like, the skull of Elizabeth Taylor through the Oval Office. Like, I don't have time. Talk to <laughs> talk to Rihanna. <laughs> I'm just dragging her. So Everyone's like, what the fuck is that smell? It's like, ugh. I think the president is. And I burst through the door with her corpse. I'm like, we're getting some movement, people. So tight. Such a, such a sick four years. <laughs> So sick. So sick. <laughs> I can't wait to announce uh, National Skateboard fuck. Day. Yeah. That's going to be my favorite new holiday. Me either. Christmas is canceled, and instead it's National Skateboard Day. Mm. Hmm. National Skateboard yeah. Day. I prefer, I prefer uh, longboards myself. Um, Treason. That's going to be one of the biggest scandals of the year. I'm going to spin it in the media. <laughs> Secretary of State Jack Dale prefers longboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could. If you didn't, I mean, if you got enough hits, you'd actually actually have like a nice little business for yourself. I could have a nice little biz. I'm going to have um, corrupt ties to the yeah. skateboard industry. They're going to have given me a lot of money for my campaign to rebrand Christmas as National Skateboard Day. And you don't even need, like, you don't even need to be, like, you can just make stuff up nowadays. and like Boy, can you. You can just make stuff up. You yeah. know what? This is a great segue into one of our key discussions today. 
This is the Good Friends Podcast. On episode 67. <laughs> of the Good Friends Podcast, 6-7. Yeah. A sexy number for some. Lucky 67. Lucky 67, you're an ass. You like that? What was the was the year nineteen sixty seven good? Probably not. Um. Well, it was the, it was right before like the most brutal year in in America, which was sixty eight. So nineteen sixty seven is probably yeah. pretty chill in in retrospect. I would say the late sixties were just pretty rough. They right? were right, except for the movie. I mean, sixty eight. You had what? You except had you had JFK's assassination. Martin Luther King was killed. I'm up. The highest yeah. body count in yeah. Vietnam. I think. I think it was. Um, do you remember what it was? What was it? I think 68 was like the bloodiest year in the Vietnam War. Um, and then some other stuff happened in 1968. And then, of course, you lead into Nixon's win like in the early 70s. So basically, 68 is the beginning of a gnarly time. Woo! Heavy. Um, but so let's let's dive in to what, what we want to talk about, which is um, the Daily Show's Trevor Noah interviewed... Like, how do you say her name? I literally can't even utter it. I believe her name is uh, Tomi Laren. Tomi Laren. One of the most, one of the, that name just does not roll off the tongue. Like, ladies and gentlemen, Tomi Laren. Like, what am I saying? <laughs> so she she's like the host of a very popular online internet, like, talk news talk show kind Pundit of thing. thing. She's like a... Uh, She's like a, yeah, she's a pundit for the white supremacists. Sort, sort of. She's sort of, um, she's not quite part of the white supremacist um, alt-right movement. She's sort of just like a very, um, she's a really radical conservative who just sort of like exists in the media. And I just think if you're, I mean, exists on the internet. I just think basically if you're like a radical conservative on the internet, you have like your foot, you're like a foot away from alt-right white supremacy. <laughs> but she's, I don't think she's quite I thought in she- that world. Oh, I thought she could uh, like embrace the alt right or something. Or I, don't I mean, her dude was um, what is it, Mark Rubio before Trump's nomination. So I think like if you were alt right, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you've had and en- you've had your eye on anyone but Trump from like the beginning. I think she's just sort of like a diehard so party dude. But so she has this show on Facebook. It's not even a show. I don't even know what you would call it, but it's very popular. It's like seventy five million views. I who like am in my liberal echo chamber have still seen like a lot of her videos i saw the colin kaepernick one where she on facebook, on facebook. yes oh, i've seen one. that that one yeah, was the I first one i saw and it's crazy that i should see it in theory um and you know she has some her views aren't even radical i think that's the really interesting thing about her her views she just um she's melded the sort of um bill o'reilly presentation of just like screaming at the camera with the sort of like internet yeah. response to like the sort of like internet response to identity politics, which is to sort of like call everyone like a whiny like snowflake. So she she sort of is like the perfect right. like middle ground between these two sort of different takes on conservative media. And her Colin Kaepernick video went went pretty viral, um, where she lambasts him basically yeah, for sitting, uh, which is discussed in her interview with Trevor Noah, which is I believe the first mainstream appearance she's made right i might be wrong about that i might be wrong about that but uh, i think at least in, <clears throat> in terms know. of like the mass media am i wrong uh i actually don't I know i think this was the first time at least uh, at least um if she's made other appearances on like well, fox news i don't know but this was like a really specific uh, appearance 
Yeah, I don't know. People like that usually don't go on. I mean, the Daily Show, like she knew what she was getting into. People usually don't go on like they don't cross uh, the super conservative guys. Don't like the last time that happened was like when John Stewart went on Tucker Carlson. Right. Yes, I do remember that. Or when or when so, Bill like, O'Reilly or when Bill O'Reilly came on the Daily Show. Right. That's happened before. Yeah. Yeah. But that was so long ago. If you, if I mean, feels like a different like era. Four years ago. Right. Yeah. So why do you think people won't come? And do you think that's going to still be the case? Because I kind of do not think that there's that there's that's going to be the case. Uh, I don't know because it's never like a healthy nothing healthy ever comes from those meetings, right? You know, people just like entrench themselves in their side, and I don't know. It's just frustrating to watch. It is frustrating to watch. Like at first, I, at first when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, this is great." He's like totally like taking it to her, and like I'm. I mean, I'm pretty left-leaning, and I, I was agreeing with what Trevor Noah was saying in the, in the debate, if you haven't seen it, but they basically were talking about, uh, a lot of it was also about the uh, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement, <clears throat> and Tommy was trying to say how, like, they're a violent group because, like, a few of their members, like, did violent stuff, and Trevor Noah was like, well, by that right. logic, Trump supporters are all racist. And she's like, not so fast, and, like, Trevor. she didn't understand it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, she, like, didn't get it. I don't know. It's just frustrating. Like, no one ever, like, in a perfect world after that talk, she would have walked away being like, oh, wait, that maybe, like, I should rethink. But, like, first of all, like, she's a media person who doesn't really care about ideology. She's trying to get ratings. I mean, there's a reason she went on that show is probably to, like, put herself in front of an audience that maybe hadn't seen her yet. So now she's like, oh, that angry, young, blonde chick who, like, got in that fight with Trevor right. Noah. Which his voice is very even-tempered the entire time strategically, which I thought was a very interesting move. He always sort of, he sort of talks like this. Um, he speaks like, you know, I've never yeah. really watched The Daily Show, and I think he's sort of like an odd pick as a host, to be honest, but I thought he handled that interview actually kind of well. Or whatever you would call yeah, that I mean, I guess interview. So. I don't even, I mean, it's interesting, right? It was It was almost like half an hour. Um... I didn't watch the I didn't watch the whole thing. I only watched the like the edit the show edit. Oh, I must have watched the whole thing. I watched a half hour conversation. Yeah. How long was the show edit? Yeah. Like six and a half. Interesting. Minutes. Yeah, I watched the entire thirty minutes. So it, it sort of has like three pieces essentially. Like the first bit is sort of just talking about her and sort of like the media itself. The second part is talking about um, a Trump presidency and sort of like you know, the, like, yeah, just, like, her connection and relationship with Trump, and then the third part is Kaepernick, Black Lives Matter, and all of that. So what did they air on TV? Just the Kaepernick bit? Like, the Black Lives Matter bit? They, no, they, <clears throat> they barely talked about Kaepernick. They t- talked about Kaepernick a little bit, and then they mostly talked about Black Lives Matter stuff, and then at the end, <clears throat> there's this whole exchange where she goes, like, oh, I don't like to be labeled, I'm a millennial. Yeah, and then he's like, that's a label. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> I remember that was a big part of it. I mean, it was kind of short. But what do we think? Okay, so what are these? What do we think? I just found this meeting to be very, very, um, sort of like, not not even troubling, but just kind of, okay, so when you and I were texting, we, I feel like the debate or the, the sort of like moral questions we were asking each other and ourselves was, what do you do about situations like this, with people like this? Do you give them the platform so that you can facilitate a discussion or just so that people in these sort of liberal spheres are aware of kind of like who the other who the other side is hearing or do you 
cease to give them this platform because it just sort of like further projects their message and their, you know, their image, their face. Um, And then I guess the third is like, does it even matter? Because it's going to reach the people it reaches anyway. I'm sort of like, I don't know what to think of those three (gasps) things. Well, it's it's tough not to be cynical. I think when you're talking about like, it's very tough not to be cynical. Trying to get exposure and ratings and stuff. So, I mean, th- I'm sure that's one of the big... I'm sure that's the biggest Daily Show clip of the last year, probably. Right. That. 100%. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything uh, else really, like, yeah. make the rounds as much. Yeah. So, I mean, they probably got what they wanted. But what about, Ta- what about Tommy? <laughs> Tommy. Like, what does she want? Did she, she just get exposure. what she wants? Yeah, she got what she wanted. She, like, basically went there. She didn't back down. And now she, like the people who were in her camp are like hooting and hollering and and uh, acting uh, you know they're doing but what like, they're doing. Who they're like, like who is this woman like who what is her background this is what I don't understand like she's like a 20 she's like 23 years old she has no idea what she's talking about she's a 23 year old she's like fresh out of college oh my god she's like 24 or something I just cannot believe I mean, that she, 20 it's tough to listen to a I just can't believe adults are listening to a 24 year old on Facebook talk about politics like I'm 27 and I think it's insane but, I think that's just a symptom of, like, the fact that you can do shit like that on Facebook. Like, did you see that? that I saw, like, a tweet that you liked where it was an interview on CNN, and this woman was asking maybe a group of, like, six adults, like, 45 mm-hmm. and up, about, like, uh, there were, like, Trump supporters, and she was asking them about, like, where they get their news, and they, they just say, like, the media on Facebook. And they, like, start spitting out these crazy stats that they 110% believe. And the la- the CNN anchor is just, like, she has her head in her hands. And you, do you know Yeah, I do. I'm just I'm allowing you to explain it for the listeners. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, like, it's the fact that... And the woman is, like, the woman is, like, like CNN reported. And she's, like, no, she didn't. She's, like, well, Obama yeah, said yeah. it. She's, like, he never said it. And she's, like, mm, look it yeah. up. She's, like, I just did. I can't find it. And she's, like, it's everywhere. And she's, like, it's, it's nowhere. It's in the media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in the media. So, I mean, it, it, like, people just make shit up. And it makes the rounds on Facebook. And then the people that make that shit up make money off of it. Right. That's how that works. That's why there's so much of it. I feel so defeated. <laughs> I feel so like every element of this election has pretty much like undone me to the point where every morning I wake up just feeling as if like someone is like sitting on my chest. And the media element yeah. is just so undeniable. It's just like such it's such a big part of it. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like a negligible part. It might even be in some ways like the totality of like this moment. You know what I mean? Like you know, race yeah. and class and gender in varying degrees have factored in completely. But just, like, in terms of what is happening right now and what ha- what happened in November on Election Day, like, the media is almost entirely... Enti- is, like, the entire... Um, the, the, the tumor that is allowing this disease to just, like, really spread is, to me, like, just the media. Ugh. It seems like it's nothing but the and media. And it's not... But it's not just, like, CNN and Fox and all that shit. It's, like, Twitter and Facebook and, like, Reddit and, like, you know Yeah, what I it's mean? everything. It's just, like, all this shit. Yeah, it's all this shit. It's podcasts. There's probably some asshole podcast called, like, uh, Fuck Black People Podcast. Right. And it's also just, like, you know it's also I mean? just, like, 
find it on like iTunes. no like the the country like the sort of capitalist mindset of the country puts its resources and interests into media instead of education because you can like facilitate what's being taught more directly do you know what I mean? Like, everyone yeah. in the country feels yeah. informed as if they're, like, political science experts because they just watch TV all day. And the TV tells them fake things. And meanwhile, their schools don't teach them anything, if they're even going. It's just such – it's so violent. I used, yeah. I used to have this hope that, <clears throat> like, by the time uh, all the baby boomers were gone, there wasn't going to be any more cable news because, like, no one was watching TV. But the fact that, like – it's alive and well on the internet. And of. it's worse. It's like, yeah, it's like worse. Like, Tommy is a really interesting face because she's sort of like, it's just really interesting how she's using, like, the visual language of the mainstream news to imply professionalism and intellect and, like, a confidence. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is just, just yeah. the way that her show is. I mean, the show looks cheap. Like, you know what I mean? You can really sense that it's not like a set, but she is Definitely. modeling herself and the whole aesthetic after like the Megan Kelly's. Do you know what I mean? And there is something really it's weird how like regardless of whether this 24 hour news cycle continues to exist, which like in a way, of course, it will or, like might not. I don't know. Um, the oh, visual totally. language of it worse. is like has like has been solidified as like as like authority. Like this is what an authority looks like and sounds like and this is how you know this is how you know to click on this video versus like another video and what's really funny is like meanwhile like look at like democracy now <laughs> like amy goodman those guys are like losers. amy goodman's show looks like goddamn public access television and like tommy yeah. looks like she's in like a set and it's like you know the language of like of, like, what those two things are, one of which is, like, just giving you real information. Like, that looks closer to PBS, and, like, Tommy looks closer to Fox, and, like, one of them is not a company. Yeah. I just don't understand. It's just, it's really fascinating. It's a real, it's really fascinating to, like, understand just how in the last 10 years we've digested an entire new set of, like, visual codes and, like, what they tell us and, you know, how we respond to them. It's really, it's really unsettling. It's really intense. And it really scares me. And I do wonder, I don't know, do you think it is just baby boomers? I mean, do you... What do you think? I don't. No. I, do you, don't you think the kids of the baby boomers are going to be just as bad? Yeah, totally. Well, we're the kids of the baby boomers, uh, right? But I mean, like I you and I are not the only kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? There's there's what? other kids. We're yeah, not. there's more than us. No. It's crazy. It's crazy out there. I think I think the internet and like anonymity and stuff like kind of empowers people to to not feel influenced to think how like I mean I'm just thinking about like growing up in Murray County it's like very left leaning but I'm sure the internet kind of like gives people and racists and stuff like that refuge because it's like basically an anonymous uh, you know life you can have right or at least like you think it could be anonymous. but then the question is like how much longer do, are these people going to feel like they even have to remain anonymous at all do you you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean do you think there's well, going to be a start? Donald Trump certainly has helped. Uh, yeah, he's helped uh, make them feel more comfortable. Yeah, and embolden them. I mean, which what's funny? I mean, it's like it's not as if he's going to allow for a new conversation about like with racism to flourish. It's like you know, this has always been the conversation. He's just sort of like lit a slightly more vocal like element. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I really wonder. It's really funny. Like this. So this summer I've been 
I don't know. I was thinking a lot about um, about shame, like the idea of like shame. Um, like earlier this summer, I had this like moment. I had this like minor heartache, not like a heartbreak, but like just like a little like heartache moment. And in order to sort of like combat it or figure it out, I started to do like some like self help work, just like some betterment work, and like reading about how to be more vulnerable and like how, you know just like just stuff. This is like not political. This is just like about like me and relationships. And in the process of sort yeah. of, like, reading about vulnerability, I started, like, reading and, like, watching, like, talks about shame, about this idea of, like, you know, we all have this inborn shame that's based on our own value systems. And, like, to, become, to like, get yeah. rid of shame is to, like, how – is how we can become, like, better people and become, like, the most true version of ourselves. And I actually was, like, really empowered by that because I thought that that was really – it really affected me and, like, actually really helped me through this, like, sad moment I was having. And it made me feel like, yeah, you know – to become more vulnerable and allow myself to feel everything good and bad. I have to like release whatever shame I have like left in me about like who I am and like the things about myself. And it was really empowering. And so then the other night I was watching this woman, this Tomi woman. And I really, it really like hit me like this sort of, um, this like combat of conversation she was having with Trevor Noah and the sense that I was getting that like, the sense I, I had before it even started and the sense I had during and the sense I definitely retained when it ended that she was not going to waver um, and that he, and that he yeah. was not going to waver. I mean, like, I think the reality is, like, he's more right than she is. I just think they're like there's like a she just comes across as such a hypocrite that you, you when someone is like hypocritical to me, they become irrational. And so, like, it undoes their entire argument. So the minute that she's like, these people are violent and they're automatically affiliated with this movement. Meanwhile, these people are violent, but why are you saying... Like, just that whole thing, I was like, okay, you're, like, an unintelligent... Like, you're an idiot. Like, I can't even have this conversation. But there was this sense that, like, neither of them were going to change, and she was certainly not going to, like, change her mind. And I realized that, like, this moment that we're in right now is this moment where, like, shamelessness is being rewarded. Like... There is this real desire, like this whole idea of like authenticity or like, you know, he says what we're all thinking, like that, that like really infiltrated people's reactions to like Donald Trump or like even this woman. It's all based out of this idea of like, I feel ashamed of having these thoughts. I've been told to feel ashamed of them. And now this person who is so brass and shameless is you know, saying the things I can't say. And I start, and it's sort of like thrown me for a loop because I feel like over the last few months, I've sort of like tried to unlearn this idea of like shame as being, you know, this idea of shame as being a block that I want to get rid of. And then yet I'm confronted with someone who's truly shameless and I'm seeing it, I'm finding it disgusting. And I, I wonder if there is like something to shame. If like, if we do have to have this ability to self-censor and like put up walls to a degree, I don't know. It's just really, it's thrown me for a loop. A little bit. I mean, they're kind of they're think, disconnected, yeah. but they're kind of connected to me. No, I think they're connected. Um, I don't know. I also think it has to do with people not wanting to look wrong. And yeah, kind of being like it's more to me. It's more tied to ego and like mm-hmm. pride than it is to like feeling shameful about a thought or mm-hmm. something. I definitely that that you make it a really good point, and I hadn't thought about it like that. TBH, mm-hmm. but to me, it's like when someone like Tommy Laren goes on Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and she just is like, I don't know, she just it almost looked like her defenses were up as soon as they got in right. there, and you know, like if you're sitting down for a talk, have a talk, yeah. but it 
just it felt like it was like a competition. Right, because if she's if she's back if she's wrong, she's back down and she looks weak, right? Like that's like the fear. Frustrating. It, but that's how it is in real life. Like it feels like it's almost impossible to ever have like as soon as if it feels like today, like as soon as you find out someone someone's like beliefs if they don't like perfectly align with you, like you kind of are like, Ugh. like remember the other other week with Doug Douglas, yes, Douglas, yeah, that right. guy. Weren't you just like Ugh. as soon as he, he he said he voted for Trump? Were you just like, Ugh. yeah, one hundred percent? I just sort of like my body yeah. just like shook, but I did not disconnect myself from him for better or worse for the rest of that night. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, That's true. but yeah, no, completely, yeah. no, it, it did, it completely did. I mean, I just think that. The only reason this is the case is it just feels like there aren't even just basic truths that we can agree on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I would be so much yeah. more willing to negotiate my value system and the things that I believe if the person that I was talking to was like, could at least meet me in the middle with some like base understanding of what is true. Do you know what I mean? Like, when Tommy Lahren sits there and literally says, like, what are, what, why are black people protesting? What do they have to complain about? It's just sort of like, right. can we not at, at the very least acknowledge, like, acknowledge, like, the system that as it exists? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that if a conservative person was to be like, this system is disproportionately um, punishing people of color and giving white people advantage, like, that is quite literally how capitalism works because capitalism in this country was built on slave bodies. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, a way that this country was built. Like, if if we could just agree on that, then a conversation about sort of, like, you know, the state of things would be more possible because I would feel like we're living in the same world together. But, like, these people with, with these different views, it's, like, it's hard not to reject them because I feel like they're orbiting... I feel like they're, it's a different reality. It feels like... It feels like two people with, like, VR goggles on playing different games in a room together or something, where it's, like, they're seeing two different things, and the only connection they have is that they're two warm bodies in a space together. But they're, like, it's, like, like they're in different universes. I don't know. It's, like... They needed to do... They needed to do it uh, not in front of a live audience. They should have done... It's, like, people are most honest with themselves when it's just like one-on-one kind of a situation yeah you know she's like emboldened by having a big ass Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. behind her so which is funny because she's not someone who's used to having real people in a room when she's speaking so it is kind of like it is strange in that way but yeah no i agree i mean the act of observation changes that which is being observed there's no situation in which like you can facilitate i mean not no situation i've seen i've seen oprah you know what i mean how people break through Fucking, fucking Oprah, Oprah yeah. whom I adore, but who I'm, like, really keeping my eye on because I'm really, I'm just, like, you better n- not sort of, like, back down and try to, like, normalize this president. I know she has to, like, show respect, but, like, I really will be disappointed if Oprah retains. What is, oh, is Oprah, what is Oprah doing? I don't know. We don't know yet, but I'm very curious. I don't what? know. What is she going to do? Wait, what? There's some op- there's some unknown Oprah thing going on? No, I just got... Well, I mean, I'm just saying it in the sense of, like... Oh, you're saying, like, what is Oprah do and going to do in general? Yeah, what is, how is Oprah going to react to this moment? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> how is this... Like, I need to know. It's really important, don't you think? Uh, um... <laughs> 
I hadn't thought of, of that, actually. I'm very, 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 very... There is no one else in the culture who I think um, I'm more... Pay more attention to in this upcoming administration. Just in terms of sort of, like... I'm just thinking about what she's thinking. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 yeah. you know, Oprah and Donald Trump are... If you were like to, if you're just to like sort of like de- to remove this whole political thing that has happened now, like Oprah and Donald Trump are in some weird way like minor contemporaries. You know, like they are rich, powerful media figures. You know, like of of, of varying degrees of influence and of like varying degrees of popularity, yeah. but in a lot of the same pockets of the country. Especially Oprah, whose reach is like in the Midwest as well. It's really it's really impressive. Like she's from like her whole thing was in Illinois, Chicago. So like she has a really interesting reach. She's a woman of color. She's worked so hard to be one of the most powerful people, if not the most powerful person in media. I mean, I don't know how you could really quantify that title, but in terms of being both on camera and behind the camera, I can't think of anyone else who really like matches her her power and her influence. And so now this guy has just sort yeah. of like you, has just managed to like become president in a way that she never could, even though they both could in a way you could argue in 2012 when this election like when they both probably would whenever Donald Trump started thinking about really seriously running, if Oprah had thought the same and they went on the exact same track of just like you know, spending the money themselves and just, like, making the campaign happen. There's no reality in which Oprah wins, and there is a reality in which Donald Trump does. That's really frustrating, I think, if you're Oprah. And I also just wonder, I'm like... So I Googled... What? What they're worth? Their net worth? I Googled Oprah and Donald Trump, and apparently Donald Trump has said in the past that Winfrey is her, quote, dream running mate. Is his, quote, dream dream running mate. Really? There you go. Wait, that's really interesting. I didn't even know that. I mean... And he's, he apparently he told George Stephanopoulos if they ran together, they would, quote, win easily. I mean, the reality is, like, if Trump had, an, had the ability to run, if, if Democrats were as intellectually stupid and easily manipulated as so many of the conservatives are, and he could win by bamboozling them, um, he would have won, too. Like, like he would, he's not, he's not a, he's not a diehard Republican, like... That ticket is no, not yeah. in another universe because there's no, you know, Trump is just like whatever. Like he's whatever, he's whatever he needed to be. He just knew how he would win. But yeah, so I wonder, I mean, yeah. Oprah's going to get an interview with Donald Trump, I'm sure. And I just kind of wonder, is she going to try to normalize him? Is she going to be a voice of dissent? It's not really her brand to be, but like this is a different moment. I really no. wonder. I really, really wonder. Well, I mean, her like biggest her, like, big fan base all voted for Trump, right? I don't know who her big fan base is at this point. I can't even think of, like, what it is. But, I mean, that map was really red. So, like, surely there was a... That Venn diagram the height is of, huge. At the height of the Oprah show, though. Like, at the at the height of the Oprah show, what was her... Who, who, was, who was her big it was fan base? It was probably the Midwest. Know. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I would agree yeah. with that. I mean, her and Martha Stewart are probably sort of co- courting some of the same. But, I mean, there's something about... um yeah, I think, like, yeah, there's something about, like, Oprah's sort of vague religiousness, I think, that people in the Midwest also really respond to. It's sort of the textures of Christianity and its spirituality, but it's not, like, outrightly um, religious. It doesn't have, like, the walls of religion, you know? So I think people respect that. Yeah. And I do. I certainly respect that. I think Oprah is, like, is approaches religion in, like, the best way any sort of public figure can, which is just this real 
like for me, not you, whatever you want to call God, call it God. Really, really vague. vague. I think, I, and as as religion should be, it should be stories, and you know what I mean. It's vague. It should remain vague. It shouldn't be policy, for instance. But she's just so good at it, and I just. I fucking love her so much. I, she's like my. I would be so upset if she disappoints me in the next four years. I'd be so sad. Mm. I'd be so well, sad. She, she. She probably o- will. Oprah watch on Good Friends podcast. Winfrey yeah. watch twenty seventeen. I'm watching every move that bitch. All makes. right. Well, that's our little spiel on the media. <sighs> the media. Uh, that's my media noise. Uh, hey guys, yeah. we're gonna talk about the media. Hit the media button. Uh, <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I mean, we're the media. I was verified on Twitter. What's good? Yeah, what the fuck, man? How did you get verified on it Twitter? It is what it is, Jordan. <laughs> uh, who do you know? You have to know somebody to get. No, I got contacted Twitter. by Twitter. Get into it. Yeah. I got an email from them. I guess. Well, yeah, it makes sense. You're right. I think the writer, I think my random appearance on HuffPost Live during the election, I think it was just like a perfect storm of like of things. But I have a feeling you could maybe get verified too. I, I've tried. They denied my, my application. Hmm, maybe I'll reach out and say as co-host of a podcast that is verified, <laughs> you should get verified. Uh, I, I cited my podcast or our podcast. You what? I cited uh, our podcast in my, like, stupid fucking Twitter application. Oh, you did? Good, as you should. And Bleacher yeah. Report. You're in the media, too. Didn't Wolf help. Ness. Didn't help. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to limit how many white men have voices. I get it. Also, I don't think I tweet enough. Mm. I think they're... No, that can't be a threshold, I, right? I don't think it's a threshold, but um, <laughs> I think that is definitely something in terms of if you really care. <laughs> like, I, like, why do you? Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I don't think it is a threshold. I don't even think they look at that. But I mean, they did contact me, so maybe they maybe there is some weird ratio that you have to like beat. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Um, but yeah, that's our spiel on the media. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about, which I actually really want to quickly talk about. <laughs> what about all of what about what? all of these Hillary Clinton in the woods sightings? <laughs> <laughs> what? Have you see not that. seen this? Like eleven thousand people just keep running into Hillary Clinton on hikes in the woods. <laughs> they take pictures with. What? Are you fucking? You haven't seen me? this? Some woman, like a couple days after the election, was like, "I was on a walk with my baby, and I ran into Hillary Clinton, and it was like amazing because it was like I was still uh, recovering from the election, and it went viral, and everyone was like amazing." And then like a week later, someone else was like, "I ran into Hillary Clinton in the woods," and everyone was like, "Whoa, cool!" And then like there's been two more since, and everyone's like, "Does she have a home? Like, is she homeless? Like, what's going on?" She just like has a beard and is like raggedy and like really like fritzing. That's <laughs> hilarious. Clinton. Oh my god, she's in the woods. HRC. HRC. Ugh, I well, feel so bad yeah. for her. God, I feel so bad for her. Yeah. But fuck the DNC. At the same yeah. time. Moving, moving on, moving on, moving on. Let's not, let's get, not get into it. it. I need a minute. Yeah. I need a minute. Let's all take let's take a hot second. Um, we wanted to briefly talk about um, God herself um, deciding to grace Indio Valley, California, rumored with her presence. We're talking, of course. What if she doesn't show up? Uh, well, we don't even it hasn't even been confirmed yet. But apparently, it's Beyonce. By yeah, the way, I said God herself. Do you think there's any confusion? Who I was talking about, Jack? You're on air. Explain. Did you think there was but any why? confusion? 
But why do you, like, why, why does she have to be God? Why can't she just be, like, a very well-respected, very popular musical These artist? are extreme times. You're either scum or you're God. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> it's one or the other, frankly. Like, it's just gonna, it's just, she's just gonna do something to let you down eventually. Hmm. Like what? Bleed? She doesn't. I don't know, something. <laughs> yeah. What if she goes on Mike, what if she goes she'll... on Mike and is like, all the peasants who aren't me deserve their own spot in hell. Just during a press conference. You know what I would say? I'd say, yes! Burn me alive! Yeah. Literally. No, I'm being facetious. I actually find, like, the Beyonce phenomenon to be, like, fascinating, really great, and it's not something I'm interested in, like, really spending energy challenging intellectually, but definitely not, like clinging on to consistently yeah. i'm just i'm just playing along because it's a police state and she's probably listening <laughs> like 100 percent. like you know for a fact that she does some fucked up shit that no one ever talks about like she probably uses puppy blood to bathe herself 100 percent. she knocks on the door and she's like hi blue like do you like your new puppy and blue's like yeah. i love her thanks mom and she's like well mom needs a bath and then grabs a dog by the collar and yeah. it's like I'll get you another one soon, slams the door. 100%. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, she's also just so curated. You can't trust. But you know what? For me, the thing is, like, if I'm going to hate Taylor Swift with, like, the fiery passion that I do, <laughs> I have to sort of allow, like, a little bit of intellectual space to say uh, that Beyonce is curating and just as careful. But I don't know. Taylor Swift yeah. is a Nazi. That's the only difference. So I'm just, I just really... Um, I really hate. But rumor is that Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar are two of the main headliners for Coachella this coming year, which is really interesting, I think. Cool. Yeah, I think... I'm sure Pam uh, will suggest... Going. Wait, do you really think so? I didn't anticipate that. Yeah, and then I'm going to have to say, like, uh, uh, come on, no. You don't want to do that. Wait, why does she want to do it, and why do you not want her to? Because I'm lazy, and Pam uh, is an exciting person. Um, wait, should we all go? I would go again. I haven't been in like two two years. Mm, I don't know. I don't want to commit right mm. now. I'm sure Pam would say yes. Okay, so basically, have to go through you Pam. Know, I got a lot. I, yeah, I got a lot going on right now. Like, mm. I'm gonna be going to spring oh, training again. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So that'll be like a week. Before, oh wow! Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, that sounds tough. Um, so I'll a see lot. you in April. This isn't a game. Also, I'm coming to spring training this year. Remember. You're not. Yes, I am. And here's a here's like a sneak peek You're of not. what it's like. Oh, 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 that's me at every game. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna be going. Yeah, hit it, hit it, don't don't, or like whatever, like the the baseball cheers are, like foul ball, wah wah, or whatever all you guys do. That's a that's a really popular foul one. ball, wah wah. Or my favorite one, that throw that ball at him, wah, wah, my favorite baseball right. cheer. That's how that's how they say it on the old diamond. Yeah, they do, the OD. The old grandstands <laughs> at the old ball game. Take me out to the baseball, take me out to the sports. Sports rock. Sports rock, sports house rock. But I think you should go. I've been to Coachella um, six times, <laughs> um, and... Um, <laughs> Really, really, really never thought I would go again. <laughs> and I still don't really know if I will, but I'm a little tempted. I'm a little bit tempted. 
But I don't get why her going, choosing to go to Coachella. Like, they always get huge people. They got fucking Tupac's hologram. That <laughs> How did they get him? You He's so busy. Wait, why? Why? Because I'm surprised? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's like... It's weird. Someone huge was going to do Someone huge it. was going to do it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think what struck me is it's sort of like... Like, Coachella's changed so much... Um, I feel like that, like... Is it still two weekends? It's still two weekends. So she's going to have to perform two, two, two weekends. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that's really interesting is, like, like five years ago, like, Beyonce's... Beyonce's was, like, contemporaries with, like... It was, like, Katy Perry, Kesha, Gaga, Beyonce. Like, she was oh, part of this, like, pool of stars that she's now sort of, like, surpassed. I just feel like... I just feel like Coachella had right. to had to change into what it is now, and Beyonce had to change into what she is now for them to even be complimentary. Like, if Beyonce had never changed, she would never headline Coachella, but at the same time, if Coachella had not changed, Beyonce would have never played. Like, both kind of grew into this different type of monster. So it's kind of funny that they're performing only, that she's performing only because it says what the festival is and what she is. It's as if like the two had grew up together or something. You know what I mean? Like she did Glastonbury, but Glastonbury is like humongous. Like Glastonbury is like, you know, but Coachella, it's the biggest one. It's the biggest one. Yeah, it's huge. And like Coachella is like, you know, they have to sort of shed this, like, um, sensibility of, like, it, they did this a while ago, but of, like, guitar rock, indie rock, you know, Robert Plant performing. I mean, like, they still get those performers, but, like, Coachella had to step, in, had to lean into, like, a certain type of size, and Beyonce had to sort of, like, dwarf them and become her own planet, and the two suddenly now make sense together. But they never made sense before, I don't think. No. She was, right. like, too big and also, like, not big enough. I mean, look. <laughs> I have to admit, you think about these things way more than I. Oh my god! Like I, my brain just is constantly rotating whenever I hear news like this. I like have like a. Like I don't. You what? Say it. I was gonna say I just don't know. I just don't take notice of like. Music concert type stuff. Well, it also I never go. you I never. I, I, never I went. I also like started going to Coachella right at like a. I just like witnessed the transformation like before my eyes. Yeah. Like those six years were like so. so I mean, I'm sure that the first year I went there was already like monumental change for, from if you went the first year. But like, you know, when I went in like 2009, it still had way more in common with like when it first debuted in like 2004 or whatever than it does now. You know, like I was literally. Bought tickets two weeks prior on Ticketmaster, like paper tickets. Um, slept in the flatbed of my friend's car. Um, me and Stephanie like literally slept in like the back of her car in like random cul-de-sacs, and we'd shower at twenty-four hour fitnesses, and we would like we would go. Like, it was like that. Mm. And then the last year I went, the Sahara tent, which is like the dance tent, they flew is like the biggest stage yeah. there. It's like the EDM scene is like it's like it's become this whole other thing. So. I can't help but notice. I find it fascinating. That's also when I stopped going. So, like, say hi. But, yeah, so we'll be there re- reporting live. <laughs> uh, so, so how do you do it now? You, you got to get, like, an Airbnb or something? You can still camp. Yeah, you got to camp. You do a hotel or you do an Airbnb. I would want to camp. What do you do? I've done, oh. I've done almost, I've done all of them, but I have not, yeah, camping's fun, but camping the first year I did it in 2010, it was really intense because it was so hot. And so we ended up, me and Stephanie ended up running away from our camp and sleeping at our friend's air conditioned house. I like, couldn't handle it because they're from Palm Springs. <laughs> we were like pathetic, but also like now the last couple years I went, like 
the weather has just changed so much that in April it sort of is like it can go either way and it's actually kind of like temp it's like a more like moderate temperature so now I actually if I went would really want to camp uh, almost exclusively more than anything right. else I would only go if I could camp which I never would say before because then the party keeps Aww. going wow okay yeah, I guess so. Like, that is the best part. I mean, that's that's the part that I think I would like. That is, it is the best part. Kind of like I remember one year I, like, snuck into the camp with these random Australians I met, and I, like, heard, like, weird saxophone or, like, trumpet or something, and I, like, looked to my left. I'm like, what is that? And it was Jeff Goldblum p- playing saxophone on a car. <laughs> what? I was like, um, uh-huh. Like, I was so lost. But yeah, that is the best part of it. Wow, that's incredible. It was incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. It's great because then you can bring in alcohol. You can, like, take a break in the middle of the day. I mean, you won't, but, like, you could if you wanted to. Yeah. It's the best way. It's the best way. And I think you would really love it that yeah. way. Well. Well, all right. It's in. It's in it. the air. Yeah. All right. Hmm. All right, so we also have a Good Friends First, which is two devil tongues and no good friend because it's that kind of life. Not been a good end of the uh, twenty. I know we're really, That's really dragging our knuckles. Um, right. So the first double tongue goes to um, I don't know a hologram that like was just born, Jill Stein. Who who is this woman? <laughs> Where did she come from? Uh, but can so so she's she's uh the the woman who was the Green Party yes presidential nominee correct yes. And she's uh, kind of back in the news for uh, demanding a vote recount. Yes. Which, like, respect. She pulled that money together in, like, 24 hours. Like, she... I really respect her ability to, like, mobilize so quickly. But, like, Chica... What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? Does she think that she She won? She thinks she won. 100%. Everyone is like, oh, my God, amazing. Jill Stein is, like, going to, like get this together and, like, prove that Hillary won. And you know that she's in the room, like, I am 100% sure that I won this, like, a lunatic. Like, I'm 100% sure I won this election, and it's time I prove it. Come on, Steinheads, let's do it. It's, like, a table full of stuffed animals. Like, come on, count the votes with me. She takes out, like, a bag of, like, recycled, like, recycled tissues. Like, one, two, three (laughs) votes for Jill. Four, five votes for Jill. A teddy bear, like, falls over on a chair, and she's like, ha, ha, ha. Yes, I agree. I am president. Like, she's, like, losing her mind. I just don't understand. I don't understand, like, what her idea of the history of the Green Party, like, tells her that there's a possibility that she might have won. No, she doesn't really think that. She thinks she won. She doesn't really think that. I was kidding. So, but, is she, oh, no, 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 but I'm just saying, like, about it was a very funny joke, but I'm just kind of talking about the larger, the larger thing uh, of the Green Party. Like, what else? Like, like just like what is she? No, 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 but just like the idea that she could like want to recount because like does she think that it was about her or Hillary? I think she thinks it was. I think she wants to just first prove that there was voter fraud. And I voter yeah, fraud. Yeah, the idea is. I mean, like, there's so uh, many different elements to this. Like. All of like the all of the the key states that Trump won by like really small margins are also like some of the only states that had electronic voting. So the idea and like with uh, what we know about like Russia hacking this election in various degrees, um, 
there is in her mind and in the mind of a lot of people precedent that like maybe Russia like hacked the election and like she's she's asking for a recount in states where like it was a really intense swing, really small margin and were like really important. So she's pushing for that. But I just find I just find it really pathetic. I don't know. I kind of am like well, number one, I do think it's undeniable that Russia has had a role in this election. I mean, like we know for a fact. You think? Well, we know for a fact that Russia was responsible for all of those like email hacks and like all the shit we were seeing like during the actual election before election day. Like, one hundred percent, there is no doubt in my mind. Um, like, we can treat it as facts. Like, literally, the FBI has like said that they have like they have like reason, like really sufficient reason to believe that like Russia like influence like at, at least like influence the direction of what news was being distributed if nothing else so i mean like yes on, i don't even know what to think of the fbi anymore. i mean i don't either with that one dude i mean i don't know what to think either but james Comey. i just kind of feel like why oh, not boy. oh boy obama's pick well done oh, boy. oh friggin boy yeah but <laughs> i don't know i i just kind of feel like it's a bad look i don't know it's because i mean at the end of the okay. day like like I mean, the recount is a bad look. Like, we were, like, when Trump said he was going to do the same thing, it was, like, laughable and, like, pathetic, and we were, like, give it up. And now, like, we are doing it. And I also am just sort of, like, if you want to, like, focus on, like, the holes in the story on what happened on November 8th, like, look at the 42% of people who didn't vote. Like, I don't think this election comes down to, like, these margins of 2% that might have been, like, you know— fucked with in some way digitally in Russia. I mean, like, the reality is that, like, a large portion of the country did not show up on Election Day. Like, and we don't know if they were left-leaning, if they were right-leaning. I mean, we just don't know. But, like, at the end of the day, like, election results that you want to contest, like, your best sense of, like, what did or didn't happen comes when you get more people to vote. Like, 42% is an outrageous amount of registered voters to, like, you know what I mean? And also, like, if anything, like, Jill Stein should be putting in efforts to, like, to upend voter registration laws. Like, you know, all of these things that are, like, trying to suppress the votes of, like, minorities who don't have, like, IDs or, like, driver's licenses or whatever. Like, these are the things that are actually, like, creating a hiccup in, like, the system. You know what I mean? Not so much, like, what I happened in Pennsylvania. Be, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, like, crazy. Uh, it's funny because I always think that there should be, like, a, a, a reworking of, like, I think you're not... For it to really, like, calm down, the U.S. has to, like, limit campaign season to, like, four months or something. Yeah. So, like, people can actually accomplish something. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. Shorten that shit. Totally. Two years is insane. That's halfway through a president's term. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, so many things can happen in two years. Right. It's too much. It's way too much. I think, like, nine months is enough of an election season. And even that's crazy. And even if you're, like, and I'm talking about, like, reform through, like, the House of Representatives, too, because those guys only have two-year cy- uh, cycles, so, like, they really have to campaign, like, year to year, basically. Right, totally. It just gets in, like, the damn way of, like, getting shit done. Like, if you basically have to go every two yeah. years and you start campaigning one year, like, basically, you, like, start. It's, it's like fashion week. Like, you basically are, like, starting your new line the day after you debuted your last line. Like, where is your... Where's your attention? It's just too, it's too much. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, I mean, like, where do we even start with all the stuff that needs to be reformed? But, like, my God, that's one of them. Like, limit campaigning officially. Like, li- like limit when you have to, like, declare your campaigning to, like, eight months. 
And also, like, tax people if they don't yeah. vote. And also, like, stop trying to get people to not vote. Make it easier to vote. Ugh. I hate. I can't. This country just destroys me from the inside. Like, I'm falling apart every day. Well, aren't you excited about helping it back up to its feet? Mm, how? <laughs> I'm just witnessing its decay. Oh, oh! Hey, if everyone thinks like that, we'll have a country of uh, idiots. Mm, oh, yeah. That'll be so crazy. I can't imagine what that looks like, a country full of idiots. <laughs> if only... If only there was a way to just look out my window and a, see it. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so good. But, hey, that's the not the right way to think about it. I know. I need to stop being a pessimist, but it's just like... Yeah. I just... I actually, I'm not even kidding. I don't know how. I don't know how to maintain... Be the change. Ugh, I guess. Like, I literally guess. See, that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Be the change. Mm, all right. Listens to Michael Jackson easier once. Easier said than done. Way easier said than done. Yeah. Like, I mean, ugh. We won't even get into who Trump is appointing, but, like, Goldman Sachs, like, CEOs from Goldman Sachs as the Treasury, <laughs> like, pardon me? I just don't even, like, I don't even know, like, how do you combat a dollar? Like, I don't know. How do you stop money? I don't know. Which also brings us to our second devil tongue. Ace motherfucking hardware. Disgusting corporation that I want no one to buy a damn thing from. This company has officially stated that they're no longer selling things that they have reason to believe is being sent to or used for the protesters camping um, near the North Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, which is insane to me, not just because I think it's like, it's like disgusting to like have it to, to choose that as your political stance, if you're going to even be political, but like, but like you're, you're a corporation, like explain, I just don't understand like the logic of capitalism. It's like money rules everything. And yet there's still reason to like politicize what your money's coming in from. Like just sell the fucking products and shut the fuck up. That's what I would say to every single person working at Ace Hardware. Like, don't like. What are you doing? I guarantee, yeah, I guarantee you they didn't do the same thing for when uh, those the the Oregon Oregon militiamen like overtook that national right, park. right. That? I remember it well. Like the most peaceful protest ever, but it involved guns. I don't understand. Right. I, I want to, I literally want to, I loathe the hypocrisy of this country. It's unbelievable. Those people literally had guns. They were terrorists. They were actually operating like terrorists. And we like treated them as if they were just like renting a hotel room. Meanwhile, these people are being like sprayed with water and like sub zero temperatures. <laughs> like, and then Ace Hardware is saying they're not going to sell them anything. Like not once, never. I ne- I will never step foot into this store ever again. Ever well, again. I think Rod the big question is where are you going to flee to? Because it sounds like you're done with With this country? The United States. I mean, how big yeah. is that basement that you're in? <laughs> uh, I guess we could fit you. Yeah. Big spoon or little spoon? Mm, you'd probably sleep in the dog bed. Hmm. Honestly, fair enough. Beggars quite literally can't be choosers. I'll just cuddle up like a dog sobbing. I mean, Canada has its own problems, too, that people just don't know about them. What are the problems? But yeah, Too much not, denim? Not as bad as America. 
<laughs> no, I mean they they they're like one of the they're like the biggest oil extractor in North America. So hot. They drill fucking up here all the time. Ugh. Look, nowhere's perfect, but my God, Canada's not becoming a neo-fascist regime. That's for sure. Look, focus on how cool California is. I mean, New York. Whatever. California, New York, York super now? chill. They're super chill. Yeah. Ugh. I just want to. I just want to bomb the center of the country. Oh my God. You're just, <laughs> yeah, you're just. <laughs> you're just worried about dumb fuckistan in the middle of the country. Right I there. am. I'm really worried. I just literally am like. Y'all are too, like, y'all are too dumb and there's too many of you. Like, like, can we drop some right. yellow gas or whatever that shit was? Like, just a bit? Mm. I don't know. I don't. That's really harsh. It is what it is. <laughs> it is quite literally what it is. Just, like, silently start creating a dome around those parts of the country and then just fill the bitch with gas. Okay? Not asking for a lot here. Yeah. Not asking for a friggin' lot. Um, also, I really quickly want to plug good friends listener Wendy Cornelius's blog, onehourday.com, onehrday.com. It's a really great blog that just sort of, like, every day she, like, posts with links that kind of keep you up to date with, like, what's going on. It's just, like, a really good, digestible, um, clean, that's, like, my favorite thing about it, like, a clean blog that just, like, breaks down things that are going on so- in the news tornado that is the internet. So, wait, I have a question. So, if you're mustard gassing the center of the country, doesn't Wendy Cornelius' family come from the come from Ohio? I mean, look, there are select people I know, and I will let them know around when the gas is coming. Okay? I'm going to, like, try to get some people, other people that I think need to be saved. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm going to call them really quietly and be like, you know what? <laughs> if I was you, I would take a little trip to California and... March of 2019. Feel me? And they're going to say why. I'm going to say, don't worry about it. And then when they leave, it's going to be gas city, bitch. Gas, gas city, bitch. Right. Are you going to erect like a giant bubble to kind of like wrap everybody, yeah. all the people who want to Exactly. Gas exactly. I'm just going to kind of create like a cute little dome. Um, and then. So it's going to be like Stephen King's The Dome. Yeah, in The Dome. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be modeled after the Simpsons movie. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to use that as a, major platform in my 2020 presidential bid like y'all remember that gas infused dome it was your slutty president's doing <laughs> and then just silence on air while they stare everyone down yeah. you remember that well yeah. hmm. Hmm. this country does seem to have a have a, a fixation with uh, the promise and uh, realities of gigantic structures yeah to keep one people out and another people mm-hmm. in. Can't think of any other precedent for that. So I really, I'm excited for this project. Um, and I'm looking for cute names. <laughs> so goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Should I start a Kickstarter yeah. with like a really cutesy a- video? Like, hey, I need your help. Like a ukulele even- in the background. There's so many other like money asking for websites that we can use besides Kickstarter. Like GoFundMe. And also in ta- on top of yeah, GoFundMe, mm-hmm. or there's a there's a uh, there's one specifically for like help my cause. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Right it's now. like a humanitarian. It's site. like helpmycause.com. <laughs> yeah, it's like a humanitarian <laughs> site. 
with a video like, hey, I need you, like, just really personable, like, I need your help. I'm erecting a huge dome in the middle right. of the country that I plan to fill with mustard gas to kill off the bigots ruining this country, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do it alone. With your help, I can buy both the mustard gas and the materials needed to erect this dome. Ding, 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 right. ding, ding. That's the ukulele. What about newborns? Would you mustard gas a newborn baby in, in Ohio? Um, look, I mean, I'm just turning on the valve and whatever happens, happens. I'm not, like, choosing here. I'm not, like, going through, like, you, not you, not you, not you, you for sure, definitely you, both of you. Like, I'm just going to turn the gas on, and it's going to be yeah. light. It's going to be, you it's know? not going to be just, like, you know, it's going to be just, like, a little trickle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I can't imagine a newborn baby surviving in, like, a, a, a young, healthy 30-year-old uh Hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe the baby like the would evolve. the gas is going to... Mm-hmm. Maybe it would evolve and have superpowers. Maybe. maybe afterwards I would drop, like, a radiation bomb so that a few superheroes are maybe born out of the pack. Da-da-da. Oh, my God. Okay, right. well, we will try to record another one this to go live next week. But in the meantime, God bless your hearts. God, yeah, bless, God bless and be movie. And B-movie. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the meadow and scare up the milking cows Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away Stop and listen, love you